Hello, monsters. My name is Jane Judge. Welcome to Monsters University, a homebrew tabletop role-playing game hosted live at twitch.tv slash janejudge. Enjoy this silly role-playing game with me and my friends. Welcome, monsters! Let's start it right off tonight with our evilest laugh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> what a night. Thank you, everybody, for showing up in your glorious cosplays. Tonight, for our final closeout episode of Monsters University, my horny homebrew D10 game. Uh, which is definitely going to be an 18-plus game tonight. So if you are under the age of consent in your area, please leave the room now, because it's about to get weird and monster-fucky. <laughs> so uh, let's start by introducing our players and our characters for the last time. Um, let's start over here with Dominique. I'm Dominique Delirium, and I play Evan Lycandra, a werewolf. Hey, I'm Ricky, and I'm playing Chasworth. He's a reanimated uh, prep. Hi, I'm Girlbot Div, and I play Bender, the zombie. I'm Cassie Cummings. I get to play everyone's favorite gelatinous cube, Kim Pudding Pop. I'm Violet October, and I'm playing Lily the Secretary. All right. And I'm Jane Judge, and tonight I'll be playing Carnilla, the demon from hell. <laughs> okay, so um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight on our last Monsters Night. And uh, thanks for joining us through the whole series. It's been honestly such a blast. So uh, last time we left our intrepid monsters um, on the... we search the forest for the alien genetic testing facility in which P. Jared was created. And uh, P. Jared got a little muscle hunk up, wood upgrade. Um, and the scientist that uh, was in this place guarded the interplanetary portal to hell. So uh, P. Jared got juiced up and y'all hopped through this portal. And now here we are on the plane of hell. There's acrid smoke and sulfur filling your nostrils and the fabric of your new spy outfits is like tested by the hot winds um the steaming sands are like warming up the bottoms of your shoes um and you look around and you see the portal that you came out of six ten other portals just like it leading to other places um, you see through the portals, uh, other places in Las Vegas, high up on a roof of a casino. Uh, you see a suburb, you see downtown Fremont Street. All places that you remember were kind of hubs of impactivity. Okay, and for our first roll of the evening, can I have everyone roll me a flight? This is how the locusts invaded. Okay, so Bender, with that low roll, you're focused on the immediate. You're looking at what's around you. These portals, you, you can't believe that this is how the imps have been getting through to Monsters University and Las Vegas in general. Um, Kimmy and Chasworth, you rolled a little higher. You see um, beyond you 
a ridge, like a mountain ridge. And it looks like there's a path that goes up towards it. Um, Lily, uh, you rolled a little bit higher. So you look down and you see on the ground, there's like some torn fabric, a little piece of clothing. You go pick it up. And then a few feet away, uh, Chasworth, you notice a little piece of shiny gold on the ground. You reach down and pick it up, and it's an Ankh earring. Hey, I think the headmistress or someone has been through here. It's an Ankh earring. I think here's some of her rap. And that must be the path she was taking. We gotta follow, right? Heck yeah. Oh, let's go after her. Let's go save the day. All right, so you all head up this path. You notice there's like burnt bushes. There's one still smoldering on the side of the, the trail that you're walking up. You notice another impact. You need like a magical frost. There's ice on the ground over here. That can't be natural here in hell. This is definitely the result of like some magic blasts along the way. You're not sure what's going on, but you make it up to the top of the hill and suddenly you're distracted by the vision that you see. There's a river, but it's not water. It's full of roiling, churning souls. And above the river, high up on the cliff, is this palace with spinnerets and like beautiful rounded corners. Um, and you see on the front, it's got a little neon sign and it says Carnilla's Pleasure Palace. And attached to this palace, you see a series of huge mansions and big buildings over to the right. And then behind the palace, the city. Lots of like blue tile and camels and horses walking back and forth. Did you say blue camel and horses? Blue tile. It's got like, you know, the city's got a theme. Oh, blue okay. tile and the sidewalks. <laughs> Okay. Uh, can we look around for any more signs of a trail? I mean, the pleasure pleasure palace is right there. Like, <laughs> that's that can't be where she was going, right? Chasworth, as you look around, you see those um, magical blasts that you were seeing back over there. They lead a little um, damage trail. Uh, there's like a, a a tree that's missing all of its branches. There's a, a slippery grease slide halfway down that you all have to pick your way off the trail to avoid. Wow, well, yeah. good eyes, Chaz. <laughs> I was wondering who was uh, responsible for all this. It's hard to believe the headmistress is capable of all of this. I mean, <laughs> she doesn't like us and we've never been treated like this. All right, you continue following the trail down through the mountain range uh, over towards Carnilla's Pleasure Palace. As you get closer, you can see there's like a big, spectacular, tall gold doorway, and the doors have been blasted open. One of them is hanging off its hinge a little bit, and you can hear the sounds of a battle going on within. Okay, never mind. This is definitely the place. You hear a, sh a shrill screech as a woman screams, Get out!
out. You don't know what I'm doing. She sends another blast and it goes across the doorway. Uh, I'm already dead. I'll I'll open the door for us. You're getting real kinky in there. <laughs> As you open the doorway, uh, all of you look inside and you feel the little bead inside your heart pulse. And you hear Carnilla whisper in your ear. So. And then you see her. She's sitting at the top of a grand staircase inside the foyer. And she's like lounging on this velvet lounge. And she's got um, two of her servants around here wearing like big gold posture collars. And um, they're serving her fruit off of the naked body of another one of her servants who is bent over acting as a table. <laughs> she's watching. Okay, honestly, this isn't so bad. It's, I told y'all hell would be a good time. Okay, I'm sorry I doubted you. You're my best friend. I shouldn't have. I, I had my reservations. I actually kind of, I kind of like this. That's we fair, though. We, we shouldn't bite. And, you know, as I say that, I dodge another blast or something. Carnella gives you a little wave as the blast goes by. Ooh. And um, you all see to your left the person who shot the blast. You see Ilmenia Yagar. You recognize her from the drawings um, inside Headmistress Taliba's notebook. Uh, when they met, she had sketched her, and you have like a little image of what she looked like back then. Now, she looks much, much older. She's got dark gray hair flowing behind her, which she looks like she hasn't been keeping care of. And she is um, sprawled out. You can see half of her face has been burned by acid. Um, and she is holding, clutching tight to herself, a book that looks bound in something suspiciously flesh-like. Y'all, that's definitely got to be in the book of the dead. <laughs> hey, but good for her, she found it. <laughs> She's shooting at Carnilla, right? Oh, no, your eyes follow the line of her shot and you see over on the other side with a handcuff dangling off of her left hand, she must have escaped. Headmistress Taliba, you've never seen oh. her in such disarray. Her like mummy wrappings are falling off the side. You see one of her legs is nearly exposed. There's like very, very thin spindly bone inside. Oh gosh. Is this a bad time to say I've always been curious what was under the wraps? <laughs> cool. I think we were all uh, sorry, Lily, what'd you say? We were definitely all on the same brainwave. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, oh, go ahead. No. Um, as you're entering, Evelyn, you were following up the back of the pack, yeah? Yeah. You turn around and you see, just cresting um, the hill that you had walked up on, Constable Amilla and a, a formal array of lawyers from hell in their fancy outfits, uh, picking through the, the carnage of hell in their fancy heels. It looks like it's gonna take them a minute to get here, but they are on their way behind you. Um, guys, I think we might have even more company right now. <sighs> okay, but like if they arrive, Ilmenia is right there, so like we're good, right? 
Yeah, I guess they might take the headmistress back, though. Shit. Okay. Should we stop them, though? I don't... I mean, this seems like kind of a personal thing. <laughs> I mean, can we stop them? That's another good point. <laughs> All right. Another blast of energy moves past, and you hear Taliba. There's only suffering in that book. There's a reason that nobody has cast the immortality spell in thousands of years. You can't do this. Just tell the lawyers outside they're coming for me. Tell them I didn't kill you. That's all I need from you. Oh yeah, that seems important. Hey, that... Could we just, like, let them in so they can see her? Okay. And they know she's alive. <laughs> I mean, yes, probably. But in the meantime, do we just, like, let this play out? Let her kill Ilminier before the lawyers show up? I feel like that would be bad. Unless that would be bad. Double jeopardy thing. Right. Um, and we gotta stop Ilminier from killing the headmistress or killing herself by casting the spell. As you all are sitting here thinking about it, you see Omeni turn around and she casts a little horde of chickens and it acts as a shield against the most recent ice blast. And there's a few frosty chickens gliding across the floor, the like nice marble tile in here. Um, you hear her say, I can't make you suffer. I wanna be there when the universe ends with you. I'll pay any cost. The spell is worth it. That's so not, not helping. Yeah, it's not helping. Now I'm like, yeah, cast the spell. Uh, <laughs> they should be together forever. Shoot your right? shot. Shoot your, exactly. <laughs> go for it. Okay. All right. What if, team? What if? What if we stop Imania from casting the spell until after the lawyers from hell arrive and confirm that Headmistress Leba did not, in fact, kill Imania, and therefore. Everything's fine. And then Elminia can cast the spell. And if she dies, she dies. Sounds like a plan. I guess we gotta get sure. the book. Headmistress Taliba sort of breaks from the spell of battle and looks up and sees all of you standing at the doorway. Oh, God. Baba, you can't do this. She gets on one of, knee, one of her knees. She like moves her mummy wrap on the side so you can't see all of her thigh flesh anymore. Mm. Baba Yaga, please, don't do this. Baba turns away and she says, I hate when you call me that. It's so many. Then it's just grabbing a chicken, plucking its brains out, watching and eating. This, yeah, this is like, this is personal. This is, uh... Bender, did you just eat a brain? Yeah. Okay. As that happens, you flash into the future. Suddenly, you're squawking like a chicken a little bit. Wait, wrong future. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes reform and you see Headmistress Taliba destroying the book. She's cast a fire spell. The book, it's open, it's screaming, it's horrible. And then it's over. She's going to burn the book. 
just immediately like telling them what I saw. Man, this chicken's good. <laughs> you know, your futures aren't um, exactly what happens always, but this is the current future that is set to happen. Okay, so she burns the book. Wait, we don't want that to happen until. Wait, oh, oh, fuck. Maybe we do want that to happen. I don't know. What else happens? Where was Ilmenier? Ilmenier is on the ground. She looks exhausted from casting her horde of chickens. Oh, yeah. She says. She says, Carnilla will help me. She'll give me what I need for the spell. Please, just, just let me cast it. I don't want you to watch me die. This is a lot, so feel free to tell me no, but what if I got between them and created like a little barrier with my body? Go for it. Okay. What do you turn into? Just like a, a wall of slime? Yeah, I just kind of like elongate myself, create like a wall, a little dome if necessary. Um, Headmistress Taliba just sort of sits down on one side of the wall. She says, Kimmy, thank you, but you don't understand. If she casts that spell, 10,000 of the nearest souls will be condemned. But But we're the nearest souls. Yes, and we could exactly. possibly already be condemned. <laughs> We are in hell already, unfortunately. I don't want to be condemned further. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You can't let her cast it. Not yet. All right, I'm going to make a run to try and get the book. Okay. Make me a fight or a flight roll if you were trying to be tricky or physical. I'm going to try and be tricky. Okay. You want to describe your tricky or you want me to? Um, I'm going to run and try and hit uh, a section of ice and use that as momentum to slide and very quickly snatch up the book as I hit the ground and fall. Okay, with the roll that good, you go and you slide on a frozen chicken, use like a little skateboard to get over there. And uh, Ilmenia was fully unprepared for that. And uh, she's trying to hold on to the book. She's wrestling it out of your grip, but she's an old woman now. You're much stronger. Those fresh arms. (laughs) You're holding the Book of the Dead. It feels greasy freshly lotioned beneath your hands and you hear it whisper into your ear cast the spell uh, I'll take a quick peek inside it you're gonna open it? yeah I'll take a little peek in with us can you roll me a flight roll please? Chasworth <laughs> Yes, let's crack open this evil book. Oh, damn. You rolled really well. Yes. <laughs> so you you uh, trust your own strength, but you need a little peek at this evil magic. And you open it. Instead of writing, the book is made of the skin. Every page, skin. And there's not writing on it, 
but each one has a little closed mouth that has been sewn shut. Looks like to cast something from one of the pages, you need to open a mouth, cut the stitching. Okay, I'm gonna slam the book shut. <laughs> Ilmenier, exhausted and defeated, lays on the ground. Taliba, are you really gonna watch me die? You really don't want me to cast the spell. You wanna suffer again through the life of another lover. I know what it did to you last time. Can I walk over and like, she's on the ground, right? Just laying down. I want to walk over and like lean over her face and be like, I'm pretty sure that all of eternity means nothing without a lifetime with you. She just starts bawling. That was what she needed to hear. <laughs> yeah. Headmistress Taliba comes over and even in her disheveled, burnt, beat up state, she still gracefully sits next to you and she holds your hand, Evelyn. Thank you. You said it better than I could have. And she like reaches over and pets Baba Yaga's hair a little. Please, let me spend these moments with you without the curse of eternity. Listen, if I could go back, I would. Forever is a long time. Oh, well, all right, I'll shrink down and uh, how's it looking on those lawyers from, never mind. How are, how are our friends looking? The lawyers from hell are about halfway here, but before they arrive, Carnilla stands up. And when she stands up, she doesn't say anything, but everyone in the room knows that it's time to pay attention. And she gives a little golf clap. Ah, very sweet. An aging romance. But you no longer hold my interest. You're not gonna kill 10,000? Then get out. Boring. Here's what I want. <laughs> I want the souls of five little monsters who took something from me. I remember you. <laughs> I mean, that could describe a lot of people, to be fair. that You all feel inside that little bead on your heart, pulsing, beating, warming up. Carnilla is like, yes, yes. I love it when you tease me. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to play my game now. I think the lawyers from hell, Constable Amilla, and these two ladies can solve it themselves. What I'm much more interested in is what you're going to do for me. How do you propose that you pay me back for the loss of my greatest star? You saw how beautiful that little skeleton was with his flesh on. Grimald. <laughs> I want him back. Hmm. No? 
wait, are you saying Grimald's worth all five of us? Because I've got, I don't know, i got a few thoughts on that. <laughs> you offer me yourselves as replacement? Well, actually, we're Brimseekers, so... Yeah. yeah, that's right. Whoa, should... actually... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mean Our... to tell me you came to stop my imp army? That is right. As, <laughs> as official representatives for Monsters U, it's been causing quite the ruckus. Wow. <laughs> I wonder if we haven't a way we could solve that. And she clacks her little pointy heels down this grand staircase. You can see her tail swishing behind her, a big, long, evil demon tail. Um, and as she reaches the bottom, um, she grabs the hand of Baba Yaga and Headmistress Talipa, and she says, I have a proposal. What if we open a permanent portal from hell to Las Vegas? That's what I want. I love that plan. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not opposed to it, but, like, for why? I want access. I want all those juicy little humans coming for sin. I want their money. I want their energy. Yeah, we all do. I mean, it's delicious stuff. I mean, yeah, can't argue with that. You're an all-powerful demon. What do you need their money for? Money's hot. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Making it rain doesn't mean as much if it doesn't like actually rain. It's filled with human desire. Oh, okay, that makes full sense. Um, okay, counter offer. Uh, what if we open this portal to hell two times a year, and during which it's set for the college enrollment <laughs> time of year, and the imps can go to college. At Monsters U, we get our students, you get an educated workforce, and the humans can come visit twice a year. See, it makes it, like, rarer. It, they're going to think it's more valuable and more people are going to come. It's... The frats are going to love that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. want less, like, fire festival and more, like, fire fest, if you know what I'm saying. You see Headmistress Taliba chime in. She's like, yes! We need enrollment numbers. What a boost that would be. There's a lot of imps, and I bet that they're not very good at what they do. We've seen one in the transmission. <laughs> Genesis Carnal is like, yes, hmm. Well, you've seen my working imps that I send out when they need a punishment. But I suppose that could work. Twice a year, though. So restrictive. Exclusive, I think, was the word you were looking for. Tell you what. I like the way you can spin things. I'll let you try to convince me. Okay. I Yeah, I thought it was pretty convincing right there, but... Uh, lay it on me. <laughs> well... I need to know you have something to teach my minions that I don't already know. Have you seen her? She's a ghost slime. She's the most magical shit here. 
I didn't want to toot my own horn, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> seen some things. I have seen yeah. some. I've seen that meaty basement of Alexor. <laughs> it's so meaty. Carnello walks up to you, and she reaches out a little hand, as if asking permission to touch your slime. <laughs> I'll I'll bend to give permission. She touches the corner of your cube, just under your hat. You feel a little shiver of pleasure. Carnella is like, wow. I truly haven't seen a creature like you. Maybe you could teach us a thing or two after all. Yeah, no, if he moves. She turns and she looks at each one of you. And it seems like she's looking at each of you at the same time. And then suddenly she makes a little step and she splits into five different versions of her. And each one of them walks up to one of you, strokes your hair, sits in your lap. She says, all right, I'm ready for some lessons. One of her pairs takes uh, Ilmenier and the headmistress Taliba and walks them up to the door and clicks the handcuffs so that they're now cuffed together. <laughs> this ought to solve the problem. The loyals will take a few hours filling out paperwork with you at least. And she throws them outside of the door and she like magically shuts the door behind her. You see the hinge uh, that was broken on blast come back in and just put itself back into position. And then Carnilla turns and she looks at each of you. You are expert negotiators. You solved that in just a few minutes. I wonder, let's do another kind of negotiation. She walks up to, does anybody want to go first? I'll do, I'll go first. She walks up to Kimmy and P. Jared. Um, and you see this simulacrum of Carnilla. Suddenly she's wearing this like strapless bodysuit outfit, um, tight and uh, she's got a strap on, on. She walks up to the two of you and she pulls out of nowhere from behind her 20 feet of rope and she hands <laughs> it over to you, Kimmy. Yes. Who's going up? Uh he will and i'll start tying him you know taking my time with the new body all that making sure he's good and uh content she brings the two of you over to just to the right of the stairs there's like a conversation pit and there's like a circle of velvet couches and each of the carnellas brings you over there but you can see above there's a, a frame and there's like curtains hanging but on one side, there's no curtains and there's a bunch of little eye hooks and clips. And she starts helping you rig up P. Jared and you like strap him up and you pull him up and he is laying horizontally and Carnilla kind of circles him like prey. All right, Kimmy, show me what you can do with him. All right, I will produce my own strap on and then rib it for his pleasure. Peter is like, oh, Kimmy. I, I, look, I'm pulling out all the stops here, Peter. So. Do a little bigger. I can take it. 
Oh, oh, yeah, okay, of course. I'll puff it up a little bit. <laughs> kind of like breathing air into an inflatable balloon. <laughs> kind of, whoop, whoop. Uh, I start working it out to him all over. And I get to his, get between his legs, I'll work it inside and, and have him lock eye contact with Camilla. P. Jared is doing his role perfectly, his hands tied behind his back. He's like making little moans and noises. And Carnella is like staring straight at him. And she looks up at you and like she's taking notes on your technique. She circles again and walks up in front of P. Jared. And he opens his mouth like a good little wooden boy. Okay, and as the two of you are Eiffel Towering P. Jared over here, we will do. Let's see. Does anyone want to go next? Sure. Bender and Sarah, you see a simulacrum of Carnilla walk up to you. She brings you over to the conversation pit. You and Sarah are in a corner, your knees touching. Carnilla reaches forward and pushes your knees into each other. She says, would you like to spend a little more time together? I'd like to spend some time with you. And I'm gonna like encourage Sarah to possess Carnilla in like the sexy way that we would possess each yeah. I love it. Carnilla reaches out her hand and she lets Sarah in. And Sarah reaches just into her hand at first and then deeper, almost as if Sarah is an overlay on top of Carnilla. You can see the places where Carnilla's body bulges out, the areas where you can see a little more of Sarah transparent. And Carnilla sort of like rolls her eyes back and she feels like this ecstasy and pleasure. And then she touches your hand, Bender. And Sarah moves out of her and into you. She says, I can make this deeper. You want to connect with your little ghost a little better? Hell yeah. And I'm going to like scoop her in, like to like wrap my body around her as uh, Sarah's inside of her. Okay. She lets Sarah transfer fully into you. She reaches into her little pocket and she pulls out a jar. Inside are little truffle flakes of brain. And she takes just one out, says no more than this, <laughs> or we'll lose you for an afternoon. And she tries to feed it to you. <laughs> you eat it. She puts her fingers in a little deeper than is necessary. <laughs> and you feel instantly, this brain is hitting you different. You're gonna see the future, but you're also feeling Sarah inside you a little more physically. Suddenly your arm moves. You didn't do that. Sarah's like, whoa, I can move your meat. Oh, hell yeah, baby. Use me like a puppet. <laughs> Sarah hops inside and you can feel her taking control a little bit more. She moves your body and she kisses Carnilla with it. And suddenly, you don't know where each one of you ends. Carnilla is um, 
not the physical body of Carnilla. She's the possession one. And she comes in also. And the three of you are all inside of Bender. And every muscle in Bender's body feels better than it has in years since she died. <laughs> Bender's in heaven. Or hell. <laughs> Carnilla moves out of your body and lowers herself between your legs. And she says, you, I have something to teach. And she buries her face into you. And then, who's next? I can go. Chaz and Wade. Okay. The Carnilla that approaches you, she um, walks towards you. She brings you into the conversation pit. She puts Chaz sitting on the chair and Wade on the ground in front of you two, kneeling. And she produces another little bottle. This one's a little liquid. I think I have something that will enhance this. Do you want a little taste? Heck yeah. I forgot I have to push the button. She unscrews the cap. <laughs> and she grabs the little eyedropper. And Wade opens up his mouth. And she puts two drops under his tongue. And Chaz, you open. Yes. She puts just one drop under yours. And then she throws the dropper behind her. And she dumps the whole bottle into her mouth. And then she reaches out to the two of you. You feel yourself... This is uh, more intense than your usual brownies. This tincture um, takes hold instantly and brings you into this like psychedelic zone. But you don't feel any of the discomfort of hydrangea. Nothing that makes you want to toss your stomach or anything. And suddenly, you can't think of anything except for Wade's scales on your skin, the hot flesh of Carmilla's dark red cheek on you. Heck yeah. I'm gonna start making it out and feeling up on Wade's scaly back and everything. Just going for it. Carnilla is in the throes of pleasure herself. Every little touch on her body, she screams like she's uh, getting her head bit off. <laughs> and then she turns towards you, Chaz, and she runs her tongue up the side of your neck. You can't feel anything else. I want to whisper in Wade's ear like, I think you need to get this recipe. <laughs> okay. So, who else do we have? Evelyn. <laughs> do, do, do. Here you are. So, Evelyn and Zarana and Ishtal, um, she brings you over to another corner of the conversation pit. Um, she sits each of your big stone gargoyles on either side of you, and she reaches a hand onto both of their knees. Tell me, Evelyn, <laughs> what are you going to do with these big, strong boys? You want to show me something? Should I show you something? I'm going to show you something. And so I stand up and I turn into my wolf form. What? <laughs> <laughs> I um, turn into my wolf form and then I grab her and I turn her around and I push her into the seat 
And I'm like, boys, you know what to do. And they hold both of her arms down. And I bite into her neck with my love bite, which intensifies and makes her fall in love with me for five minutes, right? <laughs> um, Carmilla gives her hands to your boys and she lets you bite her on the neck. <laughs> she says, mm, a love spell. Magic I haven't felt in a minute. <laughs> Give me more. Bite again. Harder. Um, I do. I bite her again and harder. Hopefully intensifying the love spell. This Carnilla simulacrum is deep under your spell. She feels the pull of Zorana and Ishtal holding her down. And she's pushing against them, trying to get closer, trying to impale herself further on your fangs. She's eating out of your hand right now. Yes. Um, I, I continue to bite her, but like more nibbles, like going down or whatever. Um, and then I like open her thighs up and I like slap the insides of them. I'm like trying to dom her. <laughs> Carnella screams. She's like, yes, I love it. <laughs> if nothing else, the audacity. <laughs> Please, show me what the three of you can do. She uh, gets on her knees, her arms still held by your boys, and um, offers herself in submission to you. Yes. Um, are there just, like, magical, like, items around that I could, like, grab a flogger or something? Um, hmm. <laughs> I don't think there would be any floggers in this conversation pit, no. unfortunately. <laughs> Um, but you look up and you see the curtain is made of like a, a dark leather and um, you could reach up and pull a piece of it down and wrap it around your arm, shred it with one hand and beat her up with it. Okay, that's what I do. I like take the leather and I make one of those, um, you know, those like, it's like a slapper where you can like grab people with it, but you can also put it together and like spank them. That's what yeah. I do. Ooh, that's yeah. fun. <laughs> Carnilla uh, turns a deeper red when you spank her with it, and she keeps screaming for you to go harder. Looks like she doesn't have a pain limit. Nice. Um, well, I show a little tenderness, and I, like, rub the red parts or whatever, and then spank her harder. Mm, yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it more. Um, and then I'm like... In these ten minutes, you belong to me. Now make out with my gargoyles. <laughs> Carnilla pulls the three, or the two of their faces closer to her, and um, she gets her tongue in both of them at the same time. Somehow, <laughs> I love it. This is great. I've never right. felt more powerful. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a crazed wolf dominating a demon in the in the conversation pit. Uh, we move to our final monster, Lily. Carnilla reaches out a hand for you, and instead of pulling you to the conversation pit, she walks you up the stairs. She says, "Do you remember it?" I don't, but it's comfortable. I didn't think so. But Lily, you've been here once before. You applied for a position as my assistant. 
<laughs> 20 years ago, before the last boat left. But what I didn't need at the time was an assistant. What I needed was a spy. Do you need now? And was I good enough for that? Oh, Lily, Lily. <laughs> what I need now is for my spy to come home. Lily's going to look back at the professor and then back at Carnilla and say that I want to, but... <laughs> the professor looks at you and he says, I knew you went to regular student. <laughs> You're too powerful. Besides, you already knew all the poetry. What was that last bit? The professor says, you already knew all the poetry. I didn't even teach you anything. Carnella says, listen, all your friends, they play with my simulacrums, but you, she grabs your hand and puts it onto her chest. You play with the real me. I need to know what you learned upstairs in the regular plane. <laughs> Let's bring that knowledge down here. Lily, we could be good together. Do you want to remember? More than anything. She reaches out and she touches your temple and you get a flashback of being in this same space. Carnilla lounging at the top of the stairs. Carnilla in her office, giving you instructions. Carnilla touching your forehead. Yeah, this will wipe your memories in case you're questioned. Wait, now or this is the past? This is in the past, 20 years ago, oh. before you got shipped over to Monsters University. It all comes flooding back to you. You remember the job, your task, go up, find sexual secrets, bring them home. <laughs> Lily wants to motion the professor over. Professor Ayard comes close. He says, yes, darling. Lily wants to take her super sharp nails and go to kiss him, but drag them down so it draws a lot of blood and lick it and kiss it and get it in her mouth and then go to kiss Carnilla with it. The professor winces, but he lets you. And the blood that comes out isn't fast and runny like a human. It's thick, it's viscous, it's um, intense. And uh, Carnilla sees you. And she reaches over to the professor, runs her finger up his chest, and tastes the blood. <laughs> Lily, I'm so glad that you've come home. Show me everything you learned. <laughs> In Carnilla? and continue going back and forth from his blood to her mouth, to his blood, to her mouth, to his mouth. 
Carnilla accepts and she puts in the headphones. What is she listening to? I was gonna say like threesome erotica, but Lily didn't know this was gonna happen. This is one-on-one vampire succubus erotica poems. Okay, Carnilla lost in this like intense fantasy. It's like a a, a bloody vampiric fantasy and the uh, intense blood play that's going on with her right now. She starts moving into like a trance almost, her eyes closing. Um, She accepts kiss after kiss. And finally she says, "Mm, you tease me too much. I need more, more. Suddenly the Carnilla in front of you is completely naked. Her like red demonic flesh on display and she pulls you and the professor in, both of you. I wanna do the same like nail drawing blood on her on both sides and then motion for the professor to take one of the sides that I opened up. You try, you rake your nails through, but Carnilla doesn't bleed. Lily's going to offer up her blood to Carnilla. Carnilla's sharp claws, you put them on your chest. She reaches into your skin underneath. She claws at you. She draws a deep well of blood. You feel pain, but also pleasure. And then she runs her tongue along it. It closes the wound at the same time as it drains a whole swath of blood from you. You feel your energy move from you into her. She says, yes, that's new, interesting. I don't very much know what to do next. (laughs) She, snaps at the professor and she tells him sit and he just like immediately sits on the floor like a little dog um she walks over to you lily she stands you up she spins you and she says i want to hear about every encounter that you had above (laughs) stop talking and she moves down to your neck She moves down to the side. She's kissing you, touching you. And you're telling her about every nasty thing that you did while you were at Monsters University. She's listening. Sometimes she asks for a detail. She needs it. Every little story. And she says, yes, we need a little something fresh down here in hell. Lily, I want you to work for me. I would. You can put me in the brothel. You can be anywhere. Yes, please. Okay. And with that, it's time for us to take our little five-minute break. We will be back very soon with some more horny monsters. Welcome back, monsters. When we left our monster crew, we were all hanging out with Carnilla in the flesh or a simulacrum. 
and she was learning and teaching little sexy secrets from each of you. Um, but we left our camera off with Lily and Carnilla, and we're about 10 minutes further in the future now. Everyone is laying on the little couch um, on the top of the stairs, and you're watching your friends and the little Carnilla uh, simulacrum down there. Um, some of them are still going. P. Jared's getting let down now. The ropes are all uh, on the floor. Someone's petting his hair. Um, and as you look over this little scene, Carnilla reaches over to your hand, Lily. And she says, well, you made me come. And it's been 10 minutes. <laughs> so I want to give you that job. Can I show you? Please. She walks you over to the edge and um, there's a big room on the side of, you're on the second floor. The entire right side of the building is just one big room. And there's like a wall that is like a 60 foot long bed. There's like a series of torture chambers. There's a couple of cages beneath her bed and you can see one of them has somebody in it tucked away. Um, you see like an incredible collection of spanking benches and floggers and camera equipment and brands and a 70 foot long whip and like some ridiculous BDSM gear that you can't even begin to imagine what it goes to. Um, and as you walk through her room, Carnilla pushes a hand in front of her and two big French double doors open onto her balcony. She brings you and Professor Ayard through. You come to the edge of the balcony. She points off. This would be where you live. There's a little staircase that goes down and it opens into like a garden and it's uh, full of roses. And then you look up at the building. It's like a Gothic Victorian mansion. She says, this would all be yours. You and your professor, if you want to keep him. Oh, I do. The and I'd love to is that you run my brothel while I'm gone. Nothing would make me happier than running a hell She reaches closer to you and grabs your chin and says, Oh, one more thing. What is the one more thing? Well, when I come home, I like to come home to a warm bed. Would you be in it? <laughs> Every night. Every day. Then you have a job. <laughs> Why don't we tell your friends? I'll like run over to come tell Kimmy. Okay, so you run back through Carnilla's room and you are like running down these beautiful marble stairs. Um, and you see Kimmy and P. Jared and their Carnilla simulacrum laying in a little cuddle puddle on the ground. I come up behind Kimmy and like kind of take a, a peek at the afterbliss of what has happened with them and lean over to your ear and be like, I'm gonna run a brothel. And I'm 
kind of a sex slave now. <laughs> hey, that's really hot. Good for right? you. Right? Good for you. Good for you. I'm so proud of you. But uh, why all... didn't you... Why didn't you tell me? Wait. For real? I mean, no, I mean, like... That you, you've been here. Oh, wait, that part. Sorry, I misunderstood it in a different way. <laughs> I, was like, I mean, oh, that, look, look, I'm so happy know. for you. I'm going to come visit. I'll, I'll be your number one customer. I'll put you up in the best room if you come stay with me. Thank you. Thank you. It's so great. I'm so proud. And I'll like pull you down so that you get into the cuddle puddle too. <laughs> you see the Carnilla simulacrum that was with you evacuate her spot in the cuddle puddle and suddenly she shimmers out of existence and you see Carnilla walking down the stairs. That simulacrum sort of moves through the air into her and she's like, mm, what pleasures. More, more. The simulacrum that was with Evelyn shudders and disappears. And then she absorbs that one. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> she takes the one from Bender and Sarah. And this one gives her a little bit of pause. And um, she steps a few steps down. And then there's a little um, a puddle of some sort of liquid on the stair. And she skips past it instead of stepping into it. She says, hmm, this future gift, helpful. <laughs> And then the last simulacrum that was with Chaz and Wade, she absorbs and you see her walking a little bit more relaxedly down the stairs. <laughs> I think you monsters are very, very fun. <laughs> and I would like all five of you as a replacement for what was stolen. Yeah. You give yourselves to me? I already have one of you. But more would be so much sweeter. <laughs> well, I'm afraid my heart belongs to uh, Chaz here first, and my responsibility is back up on the uh, top side. Oh, but Chaz, I have the most special position picked out for you. And your little pet here, Wade. Oh, I have a beautiful, beautiful garden that needs to be tended. Won't you consider it? I look to Wade. Wade looks back at you and he says, well, guess all I ever wanted was a nice garden. <laughs> Carnilla reaches out her hand to you, Chaz, and she expects you to take it. I'm gonna reach out and take it. She says, Chazworth, we need somebody like you to run our student exchange program. Won't you be our liaison from Monsters University down here? Student body president. Next year, what are you gonna do? Someone else gets elected and you sit there and watch them run the university. What are you gonna be, treasurer like Megara? 
You're better than that. That is true. Though I have been enjoying the uh, work I've been doing for the Brim Seekers and uh, the real, you know, impact that's had. That's so powerful, Chaz. <laughs> but tell me, what are the Brim Seekers fighting against? My imps? Well, I think jobs as a, as a, as a whole, you know. Oh. Hand jobs and both jobs, still jobs. <laughs> Maybe we need a liaison from. The comrades against jobs. <laughs> I think that's a perfect idea. I'm a, a full supporter of the hedonistic lifestyle myself. I'd love to learn more about pleasure activism from you. <laughs> well, I think we have an accord. That seems perfect. Um, she turns from Chasworth then to the rest of you. Well, I have to. More, more. Who will pledge their eternal soul to serve in my dungeon next? I never went to class. <laughs> Sarah got to get free from the school. Let's get the hell out of here. Let's go to hell, babe. Ah, Bender, Sarah, yes. You know, if you deepen your connection, you take enough of those little truffles, soon you won't have to depend on them to play like that. And I have the perfect place for you here in hell. You'll run our haunted mansion, of course. Spooks and horrors and traps. You can torment your guests any way you like. They sign a waiver at the front. Amazing, yes. A perfect place for your talents. And Sarah, don't worry. You can organize for the undead here. <laughs> After all, I make a few of them a week. Tell me, Bender, this future side of yours, do you know how to play with it? I kind of just fall into it sometimes. I'm just snacking and it happens. Mm. And this is your connection to something powerful. I can feel it. What is it? Oh, it's the the gigabrain? There's this huge, giant, pulsating brain, uh, and I ate some of it. You serve the brain. <laughs> well, with a little extra nourishment, I think we'll have you predicting the future in no time. And Carnilla reaches behind her back, which she doesn't have a backpack or anything on, but she then produces a full-size brain of a giant. It's enormous. She can barely hold it in one hand. This is something a little more powerful. Snack on that. Tell me what you see. Grab it with both hands and like stroke. You get a big munch of brain. And this time, 
they're not shot just a few seconds into the future. You can see 10 years from now. You and Sarah, she's puppeting you as you're chasing somebody like a zombie in the haunted house. You see Sarah laughing her ass off after she pranks somebody. Um, and you see Carnilla coming to visit you. She's got another big brain and a scroll full of questions that she wants answers to. You're happy. Well, did you see anything? Yeah, I'm totally joining you. <laughs> Sarah, it's gonna be great. Three of you I have convinced. <laughs> well. Look, eternity's a long time and like, I think I'm just got a new body. Oh, you don't have to stay here for eternity. What? I renew your contracts every year. Well, that's not so bad. All you'll have to do is work for me for at least one year. And after that, well, we can discuss it then. I look at P. Jared and uh, kind of look for his input. P. Jared is like, well, um, lots changing right now, Kimmy. It's um, pretty crazy. I don't know. Is there even a place for us here? I mean, Lily owns a brothel. So, like, I'm sure that if nothing else, we can just live at the brothel. Carnilla laughs, she says, but I have such the perfect spot for you. <laughs> you can work at the brothel, stay there if you choose, but where I need you <laughs> is in my jungle. You see, I have a certain type of client who likes a, <laughs> a wild forest, shall we say, and I need someone to keep my trees healthy. Babe, did you hear that? Yeah, they have trees down here. They were all dead. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, working in the brothel is great. I could, I could see Lily. You get to hang out with the trees. We got a spot. Oh, but Kimmy, you didn't hear the best bit. It's humidity control. I'm so new to being dead. I don't even know if that matters anymore. But I'm, I'm just impressed that that you would do that. I, you know what? I'm on board. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. As long as you don't mind someone uh, chasing someone through your forest every once in a while, <laughs> you can keep my redwoods happy. All my other little plants moist and damp. And you have the perfect place to anchor a few ropes. That's perfect. Yes, yes, I love it. And now I have one left. 
And she walks up to you, Evelyn. She says, I know. You and your little gargoyles need a little time, don't you? A little home, a little reset. Come with me. And she looks at all the rest of you and says, you can play here in the meantime. Lily can take you to my room. And she sprouts these like big black leathery wings out the back of her. And she flies up and out the atrium in the big center of the room. And she looks down at uh, Evelyn and the gargoyles sort of waiting for you. Um, I turn to the gargoyles and I say, I'm like, I know that it's tempting to go, Carmilla, but we have so much left to do in the real world. And I have family there, so <laughs> I don't want to leave them behind either. Ishtal holds your hand and he says, whatever you choose, we'll be with you. Don't you um, want to see what she's got? We can go look, but we're not saying yes. <laughs> so that I have him fly me up there. Okay, you hop on Ishtal's back and he flaps up and behind Zarana trails. And uh, Carnilla flies you um, down across the river and back down a long trail. And it's uh, a good... 10 minutes maybe away from the city. You can't hear the noise of people moving and yelling anymore. You can hear the river flowing almost. It's um, only slight screaming. And you touch down on the edge of a big cliff. There's like red rock that falls away on a sheer cliff beneath you. And you see this building that looks like it was torn from something else. It's made out of stone. And suddenly you realize, more than that, it's made of the same stone as Ishtal and Zorana, the same exact color, but that can't be. You get a little closer and you see the big vaulted windows of a cathedral. And Ishtal below you is like, no, she can't have it. That's it. That's Navaria's chapel. Zorana flies a little faster ahead of you. He says, yes, I, I feel the stone now. Um, and we land at the castle? You're flying over there. Um, you're pretty close now. Carnilla touches down in front of it. It's just a piece of the castle, but it's still the biggest part. Uh, a beautiful cathedral, vaulted ceilings, uh, like big, uh, expansive church area, and also like a dormitory section back behind where there's maybe six or seven rooms that people used to live in. Carnilla touches down and she says, I bought it. I thought I could learn something from Baba Yaga, but... Mm, all old tricks. I think I've gotten most of the blood wards out. It's yours, if you want it. 
Um, I look at it and I take a moment and I say, this is amazing. And of course you have something spectacular to show us, but the truth is that you bought this castle and we're building together. We can build castles together, me and my family and all of us and create something outside this hellscape. And that's what I want to do with you too. And then I hug them. Carnella looks over at the three of you hugging. She says, oh, I'm touched. Well, four out of five, still a passing grade. <laughs> I'll take it. You and your cute little stone boys are welcome back anytime though. You got it. We're definitely going to visit. Hell yeah. Twice a year now. I expect it. Yeah. yeah. And if you ever feel like you don't want to be the dominant one all the time, you're welcome to hang out with us. Ooh. <laughs> I do love to hand over the reins. <laughs> Just for Anything. a minute. She reaches over to you and pulls you in for one last kiss. And then she snaps her fingers. Well, let's go back and say goodbye to your friends then. We'll send you home. You all fly back and um, Lily, did you take everybody upstairs? Yes, to the 60 foot bed. <laughs> okay, you fly in and Carnilla, instead of going through the atrium in the middle, flies right in to the balcony into her bedroom. And she lands gracefully in her giant 60-foot bed. Well, it looks like one of you will be leaving us. But the rest of you are just starting to build your filthy dens of sin down here. <laughs> Say your goodbyes now. Go and hug. <laughs> yes, hugs. I'm gonna adventure. miss you. I'll visit twice a year. Bring your boy. Yes, absolutely. Okay, good. That's good. I can't wait to see what castles you build. But what is a goodbye without a goodbye party? Come, come. And she does a little, like, clap, clap. And uh, a whole parade of her servants walk out. This time they're all wearing the posture collar with nothing else. And they have trays of food and drink and party supplies. And you all, one more time, decide to throw down monster style before Evelyn and the boys have to go home. <laughs> so you have a wild time, a wild monster party, um, Carnilla mills in between all of you and she approaches each one of you with a little contract this is just for the year it means you own the place but it also means that i own a little piece of you she walks up to lily first sign for me if there's 
10, Lily's going to, like, stick it in her hand to get blood and find it in blood. Mm, romantic. <laughs> I love it. And she grabs the contract from you and tucks it away into her little pocket. And she reaches in and kisses you deeply. My apprentice. <laughs> You're going to do so, so well. I know I'll try. She turns to your best friend, Kimmy, the cutest slime in hell. And she hands you her little contract. I'll uh, pop out a little appendage and a little slime pen will appear in it and I'll sign my name in slime. Enjoy your moist forest. <laughs> mm, I look forward to learning a little more of your undead secrets. Me too. And then Carnilla tucks away your papers. She comes over to you, Chasworth. Here's my contract. Go ahead and sign. I know you're going to want to read it, so I'll come back. Okay, I'm going to take a look there at stuff really fast. Maybe look a little bit, Wade. Wade is like, wait, <clears throat> this is upside down. <laughs> Carnilla leaves the two of you uh, pondering this paper. And she walks over to Bender. Just a little signature is all I need. Make it official for me. Oh, oh I thought you said a piece of us. I'm just gonna like tuck a finger away and then write the signature. So willing, I love it. <laughs> Maybe someday I'll take a little piece of you. She walks back to Chaz. Well, finished yet? Absolutely. I'm uh, looking forward to uh, getting into this liaison work. Yes, yes. You'll have to work that out with Taliba. Um, did anyone check what happened to her? Oh, we did forget something. <laughs> A little distracted. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right. Um, Carnilla gets up and walks over to the balcony and she looks off and um, she sees the tail end of the lawyers from hell carting Taliba off um, but it does look like they have unlocked the handcuffs so soon Monsters U will be back I mean don't y'all think I could be headmistress someday got, kind of, you got the look for it you could say you got the hat for it you do. Taliba will retire someday. You're not dying anytime soon. Not at all. Not again, anyway. <laughs> well, friends, with that, <clears throat> I think it's time for us to send our friends who aren't staying home. And to um, Carnilla snaps her fingers, and a portal appears. It's a, um, <clears throat> a set of stairs down a big well. 
and she says walk five sets of stairs and no more and this will take you back to monsters university that is where you want to go isn't it yes well tread carefully friends i mean what's what's it four stairs or six stairs you want to know <laughs> Maybe I'll send you a little search mission. You could reach another plane of hell. You could reach another plane entirely. Do you remember the other plane that you've seen? The flesh dimension, I think Bender called it. It's got a door in there. Oh, this is so cool. This is just like studying abroad, y'all. <laughs> and with that, Carnilla gives a big hug goodbye to Evelyn. <laughs> You'll come and visit now. <laughs> We're gonna miss you. And you're gonna miss all of you. And your stone <laughs> boys. <laughs> I'm partying in the brothel anytime wait if we if we go to, like mess around with that chapel like will y'all know will you feel it uh i think that they'll be too far away to feel it but that would be should, cool i think we should fuck in that chapel just to be sure sometime <laughs> and you can tell 100 percent agree i think you should just try it and just see if anything happens let's see what happens yeah Ishtal says, um, <clears throat> if you're looking for some equipment under the third bedroom, uh, one of the floorboards is loose, and you may find something. <laughs> Serana's like, why'd you tell? <laughs> Gonna go it. feral in that place and think of you, Evelyn. <laughs> Good. That's exactly what I wanted. All right, Evelyn, you make it back to Monsters University. You walk through to the fifth floor and you open the door and you are back. What are your plans for the next year? You gonna build uh, yourself a castle? Yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix things between the gargoyles and my brothers for tearing down the castle in the first place. And together, as like one big happy family, we're gonna build a castle, or at least part of one, for me and the guys to live in and be together and be drawn by Ishtal all the time. I love it. Novaria rebuilt. Yes. <laughs> okay, Violet, you are running, oh, sorry, Lily, you are running the brothel there are about 10 different monsters who work there that you're managing um, in rotation, right? So there's maybe 30 total, 10 there at any given time. And you are managing the day-to-day. -day. You are the person when they need a shoulder to cry on. You are the person when they have a tough customer. And you are the person when they have a good day. They come to you and tell you all about it. Uh, is there anything that you want to do while you're down here in hell for a year? Probably find a much more submissive uh, monster 
to work out her frustrations before she goes back home to her nightly duties and finding any spare moments to get her hands all over the place. Just in enjoying the atmosphere of and my other job. The professor takes up a part-time job working in the brothel, and he is writing the book that he's always dreamed of. It's full of horny vampire poetry inspired by you. Kimmy, you are running this forest. It's got beautiful, tall redwood trees and cedars. Um, it's like a little slice of the wet, damp Pacific Northwest. Um, you, every once in a while, it's not often, maybe once or twice a month, get a client in there. And your only job is to clean up the mess once they're finished and make sure the forest returns to normal. So every once in a while, you hear the screams of a chase and play and fun in your forest. But mostly, they're your screams of play and fun. <laughs> You and P. Jared spend the year getting to know each other and P. Jared's new hot bod. Anything else that you do for the year while you're down here in hell? Oh, yeah. Get super into, like, mushrooms. <laughs> I have, like, a little, little mushroom farm. I'm, like, working on growing, like, all kinds. Because, I mean, I'm dead, so, like, if it's a dangerous mushroom, it doesn't matter. It's fine. It all grows in the forest. That's right. And ah, it's just so nice, peaceful. I can I can while it out with Lily and come back and just relax. Pea chair. I love it. A very pleasant year. Mm. Learning to grow fungus. <laughs> Pea chair is, is also like he so embarrassing, oh my gosh. <laughs> he likes to do like midsummer's night and like just spontaneously i i did start learning some of the lines to like abuse it, but let's keep listen a one-man show is always improved by turning it into a two-man show he's great we're great this is perfect now he's tall enough to do all of the parts that's yeah <laughs> All right, Bender, you are running the Haunted Mansion. Um, you have pretty frequent clients once, twice a day. Um, people come through and want to scream and scare and something fun and horny and exciting. Um, you and Sarah spend a lot of time inside each other, playing with the, the powers that you have. But every once in a while, Carnilla comes to you and she comes with a big brain and a lot questions and you have to munch away and be her oracle i guess um is there anything else that bender would be doing down here in hell uh helping sarah with her uh undead you know activism gathering them all together make sure carnilla's treating them right sarah's got a whole group together of all of the undead that have come out of carnilla's evil pleasures um and it's going really well. You are joining them up with the Brim Seekers, so they have a connection to the other world as well. And um, the ghost and zombie support group that you started at Monsters University is also pretty big and full, and occasionally you get a, a transfer student. 
Okay, Chaz and Wade. You are running Carnilla's garden. This is no ordinary garden. This garden is full of every poisonous plant that you could imagine. Nightshades and hydrangeas and all sorts of like wild and evil looking plants. Um, Chaz, er, Wade is extremely happy. All of these plants are very challenging to grow and he's always out there plucking and pruning and watering. And Chaz, you're running the school transfer program between Monsters University and the Hell Plane. Anything else that you're doing down here? Um, well, I think it is working between, as a uh, liaison between uh, Hell and the Brim Seekers. I'm gonna do like half and half look, with like one half now looking like a lawyer from Hell, and the other half is like, I don't know, radical communist, it's like half the Chase shirt or something, you know? Like. <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. You are really embracing this uh, against jobs kind of vibe, too. And you force yourself now to take a full day off on the weekends. <laughs> That's perfect. Okay. Now, down here in hell, everything is great. But topside, things are a little weird still. Um, Headmistress Taliba finally makes it back to Monsters University, and so classes are starting up again, but there is still endless paperwork from the lawyers from hell for everyone involved in this debacle. Every once in a while, each of you gets a piece in the mail that you have to sign and mail back. Um, Headmistress Taliba now has some help running Monsters University with Ilmenia Yagar running the potions. Um, she still does not go by Baba, but she has accepted the fact that she is, in fact, an older woman, and she dresses like it now. Um, instead of the, like, mage robes that she had, now she wears, like, comfortable sneakers for walking around. Um, and twice a year, a big portal opens in the middle of Monsters University campus and out pours uh, a new class of imps and succubi and demons and all sorts of hell minions that come to Monsters University to learn. And you get monsters down in hell. <laughs> um, some of your friends come down for uh, a transfer for a few months to visit and see how you're living here. And um, yeah. What a lovely, happy ending you all reached. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like the happiest ending of any session I've ever been in. In hell, too. In hell. I mean... <laughs> yeah, you all now run a little piece of the hell plane. Wow. Thank you. Well, congrats, yeah. monsters. <laughs> and thanks, everybody, for playing. Honestly, not just tonight. Thanks for coming to the whole 25-episode series. Um, and if you missed any and you want to watch them, they're all up at youtube.com slash Jane Judge. So you can go check us out and catch up on all the weird horny nonsense that we got up to. So, yeah, we're going to end a few minutes early tonight, I think. Uh, oh, wait. Everybody, introduce yourselves. Tell people where they can find you because you all look amazing in these cosplays. And I want you all to know that these people are on film and you can watch it. So go check it out. <laughs> Let's start the other side. Violet. Violet. 
I'm Violet October, and thank you for letting me play Lily. Yeah, Violet, where can we find you? <laughs> I am on Twitter and almost everywhere else as Violet October. Sometimes you have to add an X at the end of Violet October to find me, but you'll find me. I'm Cassie Cummings. I got to play Kitty, uh, <laughs> Kimmy, Puddin, everyone's favorite gelatinous cube. Uh, you can find me by Googling my name, Cassie Cummings. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Cass Cummings, triple X. Blue Sky is Cassie Cummings, Blue Sky social. You can also just type in Cassie Cummings, triple X.com. Hi, I'm Div. Uh, I got to play Bender. Uh, you can find me at girlbotdiv.com and girlbotdiv on most sites. And yeah, thank you for hosting. It's been so much fun. <laughs> Hey, I'm uh, Ricky XSX Rails, and I was Chasworth. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Ricky XSX Rails. I am Dominique Delirium, and I played Evelyn the Werewolf. Um, and you can find me on most social media as Dom underscore Delirium, or you can visit my website, DominiqueDelirium.com. Awesome. And as you know, I'm Jane Judge, and if you want to see more of Carnilla or Professor Gruntilda, you can go check out my weird shit. Um, yeah. If you are watching this later on a Thursday, you're probably watching this on the Suede channel, which is twitch.tv slash suede collective, where all of our monsters use have been restreamed. Suede is a mutual aid group that gives out um, cash grants and harm reduction supplies to sex workers and they're a really cool group and you should go to suedecollective.org and send them a couple bucks if you have some extra money um yeah we will continue to do magic gathering streams on my twitch and on the suede twitch so if that's your thing come by and check it out um and yeah does anyone else have anything to say before we log off of monsters for the last time <laughs> been real blowjobs real jobs <laughs> chasworth <laughs> all right y'all let's close it out with an evil laugh